Hey guys, Kaiser here. So, just wanted to give you guys a quick update here to let you know that this episode is going to be a little bit different. Unfortunately, due to some technical hiccups, we actually ended up losing some of our audio that was recorded for this specific episode. So, instead, we're actually going to go ahead and do a narration of all of the events that transpired in episode 3. I do apologize in advance. I know that some of you guys may be upset about this factor. Unfortunately, it's something that is out of control. And right now, most of the gang is currently not available to do a replay of this. So, hopefully you guys enjoy the narrations of today's episode. And thank you so much for all of your continued support. Welcome to Dungeon Tales. A Dungeons & Dragons 5e experience with 3.5 magic. I'm your Dungeon Master, Kaiser Stardust, joined by Mike, James, Kel, and Smokey. Without further ado, let's roll some dice! Last time, we left our adventurers. They were in the process of navigating the tricky rooms of the house that they have to stay in for 24 hours. While in the process of this, Cacta and Tony were turned into lizards and ended up joining the loser room. Meanwhile, Nightfall and Tony had made a new friend by the name of Hazel. After Tony and Cacta found a nightclub in the loser room that seemed to be home to most of the other loser contestants, they made their way in and started to ask questions about how to get out. Meanwhile, as Nightfall, Sands, and Hazel made their way into one of the rooms guarded by a strange archway, all of them, except for Nightfall, were changed into animals. Sands was turned into a dragon, while Hazel was turned into a cat. While this happened, Tony and Cacta arm-wrestled a dwarf after besting them. He explained that there was more rooms than were officially on the record, and perhaps a way to get out of here. After learning that there are more rooms than just what was originally mentioned from the dwarf, Tony and Cacta decided it would be best to try and confer with the barkeeper. After talking with the barkeeper, reluctantly, she explained that there is a ferry driver who does shuttle contestants over to a challenge arena to prove their worth to see if they're able to get a second chance at the challenges. She gives Tony the name of the ferry cab driver. They explain that most likely that they would be able to find him at his sandwich shop. He gives them the name Babop. Before they leave the nightclub, they run into Alex, who had been hanging out with some of the other gnomes playing a game of darts. He agrees to tag along with the group. As Cacta, Tony, and Alexander make their way further into the city, up above, in the next challenge room, Nightfall, Sands, and Hazel are having quite a different experience. Would you look at this? I'm a dragon! Ha <laughs> ha, man, what a good day, Sands says, looking over his new body. What? Nightfall asks, even though it's a futile effort, as all of the party members are under the effects of the deafen spell from the gate. Never mind. I'm going to go on ahead. I'm about sick of this house in these rooms, Nightfall says. 
As Sans looks around the room, he can now see that he is in a zoo. Or at least it looks like a zoo. All around him was a park. Dotting along the trail, there were cages of many different types of beasts and animals, and creatures some of which Sans himself didn't even recognize. However, one of the creatures he did recognize was a pair of kobolds. Heh, <laughs> well, I suppose if I'm a dragon, then I can make these my subject servants, since kobolds fear dragons anyway, Sans thought with a smile. With brazen fashion, Sans walks up to the cage and says, Bow before me! I am your god now, he says with a roar of fire. Fearing for their life, the kobolds bow to the ground. And after Sans has had his fun, he decides to get a little bit more serious. All right, all right. What gives with this room and this gate? Sans asks, why are all of these animals in this room? The kobolds look at each other, and then one of them responds, well, you have to understand, a lot of us aren't animals. We came through the gate just like you, and were turned into this. And then sometime later, after roaming around this park, someone comes and puts us in these cages. Ah, I see. Well, if that's the case, I'm sure some of you have tried to find a way out to change yourself back. Have you had any success? San says, scratching his new dragon-skinned face. Well, we have heard that if you go back through the gate, it might be possible to change back, the kobold says and pauses. But if you were to do that, you might have to find a new... Before the kobold can finish their sentence, Sans takes Hazel, the newly transformed cat, and chucks them back through the doorway. Way back, the kobold finishes. As the cat flies through the air and passes through the portal, you again hear a swirling noise. And then, a flash of light. As the small form transforms into a bigger and more hulking shape. As the kobold and Sans look at this creature transform, staring back at them is a hunchbacked, long-clawed, and matted-haired creature. As it turns to them and smiles, Sans can realize what he has unleashed on the world. A creature of nightmares and death, better known as an Oni. And just as this realization struck Sans, the creature laughs and fades from existence. Oh, that's not good, Sans thinks to himself. Meanwhile, Tony, Alexander, and Cacta have made their way to Babop Sandwich Shops. On the red brick building, you see a neon sign that reads, Babop's Sexy Meats and Sausages. As they make their way inside the store, a finely dressed demon has his back to the group as he's cutting a few different portions of meat for their deli. The gentleman is wearing a vest with a long striped dress shirt and a tailored fedora. His tail swishes around as he continues to work on chopping up the meats. As he hears the bell on the door, he turns around and says, Ah, visitors, absolutely splendid. Welcome to Babop's Sexy Meats and Sausages. How can I help you guys today? Would you like to try some of our smoked sausages, deviled hams, or perhaps one of our special unicorn meat sandwiches? Tony responds, Well, we are hungry, but that's a little bit besides the point. I hear you're one 
that can help people get across the channel for a second chance at the challenges. Would my information be correct? Babop looks concerned. Look, man, if this is about the taxes, I already told the mayor that the job does not pay anything. I do it for free. All of my money and business comes from the sandwich shop. Please don't garnish my wages again. I can't afford this place as it is. What? No, I wasn't planning on anything like that. We just need to be ferried across. Oh, well, <laughs> why didn't you say so? Look, I currently doing my main job right now. I get off in about an hour. Hmm. Hey, listen, you guys look pretty able-bodied. Lately, I've been having some issues with the mayor, and I need to pay off some debts as payment for taking you across this channel. How do you think you could help me acquire something? Hmm, I suppose we could do that, yes. It depends upon what we're acquiring, Tony responds. Well, you see, I have an item that was seized by the tax man. That means a lot to me. A coat, to be specific. Currently, it's for sale in a shop a couple of blocks down. If you can acquire it for me, by any means necessary, of course, I would be more than willing to take you across the channel. Hmm. Wait a second. Unless my demon senses are telling me otherwise, you guys don't smell like lizard men. Are you shapeshifters? I also have a few issues going on with them as well. Nasty group of individuals they are. No, no, not at all. We got turned into this form from one of the challenges. Tony responds. Ah, well tell you what. Since you're talking to a devil after all, I do know a couple of different rituals that we can do to you guys to get you changed all back there. Just to sweeten the pot a little bit. The party ends up agreeing to retrieve the item. As they make their way over to the store, Alexander slows down a little bit and pulls Tony aside. Listen, Tony, there's a few things I need to tell you if you got a minute. Yeah, shoot, Tony responds. I'm not sure how much you know about me, but I guess I've just had a couple of things on my chest recently, and I would like to confide in you with them. Normally, I would talk to Sans about this. However, I feel like they may lose faith in me if I do. What seems to be on your mind, pal? As he slows his pace, allowing the small gnome to follow easier. Well, you see, before I journeyed with you, I wasn't always an adventurer. Quite frankly, I was anything but that. In all honesty, I used to be a diplomat, working for several bureaucratic agencies within the city of White Arrow, back in the Material Plane. We used to help with governing some of the gnomes and dwarven tribes there. Anyways, the point is this. I'm sure you've noticed that I'm shorter than most gnomes. And I suppose there's a reason for that. You see, my mother was a halfling, and my father was a gnome. However, I didn't acquire too many of their magical or tinkering abilities. A lot of what I've learned, I've learned in storybooks and schooling. So, if we are going to continue adventuring together, 
and I want to be able to help you guys and not be dead weight. I suppose I should have brought this up with you guys earlier. However, being of the lineage of someone magical and not being magical yourself kind of makes you feel like half a man, you know? Look, man, I get it. Things aren't always easy. But I'm sure whatever you're looking for, you're going to be able to find it at that college. And I'm pretty certain we can make a stop there if you need be. Really? You do that for me? Yeah, of course. Tony responds and smiles. After this, the gang arrives at the store. And just like Babop advised, the coat was there on display in the front window. The coat itself was any seafaring captain's dream. Dark purple and shrouded in a sense of poise and charm. Each of the shoulders had a colorful display of sea coral, almost forming a rainbow-esque pauldron, while each button was pure gold with an anchor engraved in on it. However, despite all of this beauty, the coat itself was dripping seawater, as if it had just been used recently. Wait a minute. I know this coat. This is the coat of Brinehart the Brave. Who? Alex responds. Brinehart! He was a cursed sea pirate known by this coat. He was forced to sail his ship on the reverse sea and live his life underwater for breaking the heart of Kolga, the daughter of Egir. With this coat, the wearer could breathe and swim underwater as if they're walking on land. Huh, very interesting. I suppose that begs the question of why somebody would want that. Not wanting to risk breaking any security alarms and alerting the owner, Cactor decided to use his shoes to spider climb to walk up the roof. From there, he discovered that there was a door that was open that allowed access from the roof. He used some of his rope from his bag to drop down to the rest of the party and hoist them up to the top of the building. Once they were inside, they discovered that most of the alarms were not on, besides the front window and front door. The party made quick use of this by going ahead and grabbing the coat and then taking the roof back out. Once they returned back to Babop's store, Babop excitedly took the coat from them. You guys have no idea what this means to me. I appreciate you going to all this extra work just for little old me, he says while putting the coat in a trunk. Unfortunately, while you're running your own business like I am, government agencies don't want you to succeed, and it's really sad. So, as payment, why don't I go ahead and start by getting you two out of those lizard bodies and switching you back into your normal cells. And afterwards, we could go ahead and maybe have a couple of sandwiches on the house. For the road, you know? And then, we could go ahead and get you on your way over to your challenge, he said with a devilish smile. Meanwhile, back top, Sans has started to free all of the animals in the cages. And you get freedom. And you get freedom. And you get freedom. You all get freedom! As the dragon continues down the path, there are now panicked animals running all around the once tranquil park. Sans, if you're quite finished causing a ruckus, I found a way out of here. Come on, let's go, Nightfall says. What? Sans responds. Shaking his head, Nightfall takes him by the arm and starts leading him towards the exit. Just then, a parrot on the branch starts calling out, A way out! A way out! Call! Call! As this happens, animals start looking in the direction that Nightfall and Sands are heading and start charging for it. 
With a stampede tight on their heels, the group reaches a door at the end of the path and charge for it, slamming the door shut behind them. This room is more bare than the rest of the rooms the party has gone through. Despite the familiar cobblestone flooring and walls, only one button stands in the center of the room with a sign above it that reads, Would you press the button to end the world? You know, this room is great and all, but I don't think we can move forward without our army of animals, Sans says. Before Nightfall can do or say anything, Sans turns around and tries to open the door. With his relatively big size, he slams against the door pretty hard. A snapping can be heard from somewhere. Perhaps maybe a mechanism? Just then, two nozzles on each side of the door come out of the wall as a blazing fire shoots across the wall, engulfing it in flames. Nightfall could barely dive out of the way before the flames engulfed him. Suffering some minor burns in some of his outfit, singed and partially destroyed. Meanwhile, Sans was perfectly fine, as he is a dragon after all. Huh. Well, I guess I'm not going back that way, Sans says. You know what? I've had enough of this. I'm gonna press the button. And with that, Nightfall marches forward and slams the button down. After pressing the button, an announcement can be heard. Congratulations! You have error. Error. Failed. As the confetti falls from the ceiling, the words failed echo throughout the chamber. Then text forms on the wall and reads, Since mankind is destined to destroy themselves by their own hand, therefore there is no right or wrong answer. Thanks for playing. As this text finishes its inscription, the floor falls out beneath, and they fall. Meanwhile, back in the sandwich shop, Tony and Cacta are gearing up to start the transformation. So, after this, are you guys... Just wanted to go ahead and take off? Well, actually, we do have a couple more compatriots to accompany us on the trip. So we'll have to wait here for them, I suppose, Tony says, looking out a window. Wait! Speak of the devil, I think that's them, Tony says with a look of surprise on his face. Well, to be honest, I prefer to speak for myself, but... Oh! Oh! You mean your friends are outside the window? Gotcha! <laughs> well, I suppose we shouldn't waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get this ritual started. With that, Babop set them down in a circle and poured salt around them to form a pentagram. After chanting for a while, the pentagram lights up, and then you see Tony and Cacta flash with a white light and then slowly turn into their normal cells. Ah, there we go. Good as new, he says as he hands them a mirror. How about you guys have some sandwiches to celebrate? That'd be mighty fine if you... Thank you, Tony responds, licking his lips. Wonderful. Say, do you guys want to be adventurous today and try the unicorn sandwiches? I hear that if you're able to stomach them, you get blessed by the unicorn powers themselves. Babop says with a smile. Alex looks a little perturbed by this. I don't know. Magic stuff and I never seem to get along quite right. Oh, come on, Cactus says. You can share one with me. Alexander seems relatively warm by this sentiment. Well, I suppose if you're offering, that does sound like a nice plan. And with that, Babop served them up some unicorn sandwiches while they're waiting for their friends. Tony being the first to eat his felt a wave of happiness wash over him. 
and a warm feeling in his belly. Soon after this, he started to glow a gold hue. Oh my god, these are the best sandwiches I have ever had. Haha, <laughs> well, I wouldn't give all the credit to the man upstairs. <laughs> Babop responds. With this, Tony receives the blessing of an extra life, if he was to ever fail his death saving throws. Meanwhile, the rest of the group failed their checks and instead ended up vomiting out rainbows of color. Around this time, Sands and Nightfall met up with the rest of the group, and from there, the gang and Babop hop onto the boat, and just like that, they're on their way to their next adventure. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of our podcast. We are always grateful for you, the listeners. So, uh, just got a few quick announcements here. Uh, nothing too crazy. Number one, uh, we are still trying to fix up our studio and get everything um, up and running with some new software. We currently do have some stretch goals that we are running on coffee so if you want to go to coffee.com forward slash kaiser stardust or if you want to hit up our patreon patreon forward slash dungeon tales we are always grateful for all of our listeners um everything helps uh i know that right now uh with the pandemic and everything things are currently pretty stressful so we don't want to push you at all to you know feel like you're obligated to do anything we completely understand Um, We just want to go ahead and make sure that you guys know that the options are there for some of the things that we are doing currently. Uh, Next up, uh, I do want to just, of course, give a special thanks to Zapsplat.com and TabletopAudio.com for helping us with our music. And of course, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Audible. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Audible yet, uh, if you use our promo code uh, audible.com forward slash Dungeon Tales, you do get a free audiobook with your first subscription to the trial. Other than that, guys, I just want to thank you so much for, again, listening to another episode. We are planning to have something out by next week. That's our goal. Uh, we may have something out sooner than that. Um, we're still just a little bit backlogged with everything, but everything's kind of coming together just taking a little bit of time anyways that's all for me guys thanks so much for listening and uh, you'll be hearing from us very soon bye